This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that shares your values. More information is available at charitymobile.com. The biggest objection to our resisting the wicked deeds of Francis and his predecessors comes usually in the argument that, well, he's the Pope. He can do anything he wants. He has absolute power. It's an expression of the idea that popes have unlimited power, which is odd to say the least and not borne out by history or scripture. But clearly, Francis believes he has unlimited power because news broke that he has stripped a bishop of most of his governing power of his own diocese because his diocese is producing too many conservative novus ordo and traditional vocations for Francis's liking. Simultaneously, Francis has been playing theological footsie with the German bishops, earning a rebuke from Cardinal Gerhard Müller, who comments on this idea that popes have absolute power by categorically rejecting it and saying that such an idea paves the way for Antichrist. Let's go over these stories today. But first, I wanted to thank the patrons and channel members for their continued support of this channel, especially in these times of, you know, weird social situations and change. By contributing a buck a month to the work of this channel, they keep this news and analysis coming. So a big thanks to them. If you want to become a patron of this channel, there are links to Subscribestar in the link below, which is a Patreon alternative, as well as to Patreon and a couple other options. Or you can click the join button below the screen. Thanks. Enough of that stuff. And on to our story. The thesis that Popes have unlimited power is a frankly uncatholic or parody of a Catholic idea, distorted heavily by misreadings of documents from Vatican I and bad catechesis by the conciliar popes on the limits of the papacy. This, this problem manifests itself in the reign of Francis with his war against the traditional faith, which took a kind of dark turn on Friday when news broke that he had stripped a bishop of most of his power in France and is imposing rules that violate the code of canon law on all traditional priests in that diocese. From Rorate Chaley, headline. Bad news for Frehu Toulon. Simple headline, really, but it covers everything. The bishop in question is Bishop Ray, who you may be familiar with. He is the bishop who refused ordination to now Father Alcuin Reed, an English-speaking theologian in a traditional monastery in the south of France. Now, Father Reed was ordained by a cardinal of good standing with Rome, who has remained unnamed, but is probably Cardinal Gerhard Mueller. Since that ordination broke in the international news, Father Reed was suspended, although he has pledged to keep doing his work for his monastery. And Rome has imposed some draconian restrictions on ordinations in that diocese that are, frankly, manifestly unjust. From the Rorate Chile reporting, quote, As reported in Gloria TV, Bishop Ray Frehu Toulon has been placed under curatorship, told a priest meeting of further restrictions imposed on him by the Congregation for Bishops, following the ban on ordination scheduled for July. All orders and communities in the diocese must undergo a visitation by Vatican commissioners. Bishop Ray can no longer admit new communities to the diocese. All priests serving in the diocese are required to con-celebrate at chrism masses 
and, quote, if necessary, to officiate as presiders at Novus Ordo Eucharistic celebrations. The approval of the Council of Priests is required for the admission of new priests to the diocese. These orders, whose legal admissibility would have to be examined by jurists, are in any case cons- consistently in line with Traditionis Custodis and show in ex- an exemplary manner by which, by, mean- by the means which Rome wants to destroy traditional liturgy after all, which has proven to be so extremely vital. While the heretics of the Synodal Way and for the parody of the nuptial sacrament for Jimmy Martin Parings can continue their work of destruction with the various highest wink, the adherents of the church of two millennia are marginalized and ever more brutally forced out of the church. In the new church of the spirit of the age, nothing shall ever again remind us of the past church of the Holy Spirit, end quote. That ends with the typical, like sort of a Rate Chele biting manner that it isn't wrong though. Priests cannot be forced to concelebrate the Mass, by the way. The Code of Canon Law protects them from any such imposition. But for apostate Rome, the law matters little, whether this is the law of God or the law of the Church. And make no mistake, this is a warning to all bishops who have done their best to not implement Traditionis Custodis. Rome is coming for you. Remember, Bishop Ray told Father Reed no when it, on the question of ordination which many view as unjust in itself, and because another cardinal came in and ordained Father Reed and another man did the diaconate simultaneously, Bishop Ray is being punished. And to be clear, I am not saying what Father Reed did was wrong, far from it. It's just that Bishop Ray was not forceful enough for apostate Rome's liking on this matter. Now, did you know that word has been given that Rome has not given permission to a single priest who has requested it to say the Latin Mass? that all requests have been rejected and rejected with a form letter, no less. All priests who want to say the, the old mass and beyond what is permitted by their bishop have to request permission from Rome. And the point of all this is clear. The Latin mass's days are numbered. If Rome can find a way to suppress it entirely, they will. In the wake of all this evil moves, Cardinal Gerhard Mueller gave an interview to LifeSite News where he talks about the distortion of papal power and the misreading of the Vatican I document, Pastor Eternus, which is most often cited by people who think that the Pope is an absolute dictator. The Pope's not supposed to be that. He's supposed to be the guardian of the faith, the guardian of tradition, the servant of servants. He's supposed to be the one who clears up matters of teaching when needed, assists the bishops when needed, and governs the church in sort of larger macro matters. And yes, I am aware that Cardinal Mueller has had some very troubling statements in the past about the resurrection of our Lord, about the reality of Adam and Eve, and many other matters of the faith. Look, I'm under no illusion that he's like a softer-spoken version of Archbishop Lefebvre or anything like that, far, far from it. But he has become the most consistent resistance voice against Francis's excesses coming from the mainline church. Vigano, before anyone cites him, is kind of in a weird place. He's not in a canonically good relationship with Rome, to put it rather mildly. Well, Cardinal Gerhard Mueller is, to paraphrase Father Alcuin Reed, when all he would say on the matter of who ordained him, Cardinal Mueller is in an unquestionably good relationship and status with Rome. Make of that what you will, though. The Cardinal tells us that this reading of the papacy, of the Pope as having absolute unquestionable power, flies in the face of the entire history and tradition of the Church. Remember, St. Paul in his letters bragged about correcting Peter to his face. Mueller here is answering questions in relation to the German Synodal Way, where the German bishops are trying to change the teachings of the faith. The joke's on them, though. 
They can't change the faith, nor can an ecumenical council, despite Vatican II's best efforts to do that, nor can a pope or a man the world thinks is pope, despite Francis's best efforts to do that himself. Those are just simple facts, folks. The, ch- the faith is, untime- is timeless and unchanging. And the teaching Mueller here is talking about, though, is on the James Martin's sin, for the record, and the efforts of the Germans to change that. From the interview, quote, While both the former and current head of the German Bishop's Conference, Cardinal Reinhard Marx and Bishop George Botzing, supported the texts that are asking the Pope to change the Church's teaching, Mueller made it clear that, quote, the Pope has no authority to change the teaching of the Church. That teaching he expounded is, quote, anchored in the revelation of God. For in doing so, he would exalt himself as a man above God, he added. Here, the former head of the doctrine in Rome laid out the fundamental principle with which to counter our current crisis. The apostles can only teach in order what Jesus has instructed them to teach. See Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. It is precisely the bishops as their near successors who are bound by the teaching of the apostles. See Acts chapter 2, verse 42 in sacred scripture, apostolic tradition, and within the infallible doctrinal definitions of previous papal ex-cathedra decisions or ecumenical councils. However, they, the Pope and bishops, do not receive a new public revelation as part of the divine deposit of the faith, depositum fide, fide, see Lumen Gentium, paragraph 25, and De Verbum, paragraph 10. But unlike this principle, the German bishops think they can make up a new teaching that is not loyal to the church's constant teaching. They do not only want to change the church in Germany, the German prelate explained, but they want to carry their reforms to Rome. In their blind arrogance, he stated, they are not thinking of schism, but of taking over the universal church. Germany is much too small for them to exercise their ruling ideology. They claim the leading role in the universal church, end quote. In the modernist church, they are the modernists in the modernist church, to give you an idea how bad it is. Now, Mueller has been on a man, a man on a mission to point out that Francis is in violation of Vatican I and Vatican II on the papacy, and on various teachings of Vatican II. I pray that he will one day realize that Francis isn't really actually the issue here, that Vatican II is, and all the errors that came before Vatican II that made it possible, since Francis is the living embodiment of Vatican II. And the expert theologians that quietly manipulated the bishops of the church into adopting modernism at that council. Francis is just what would happen if a particularly ill-tempered one of those men was elevated to the throne of Peter. Putting aside questions about whether he was able to actually become Pope or not in this example, because for the discussion here, it's not actually relevant. And look, I like Cardinal Mueller. I really actually do. That's why I bring you his letters from time to time. But there's a bigger picture here that the bishops cut from the mold of Benedict XVI don't really see. And that's the issue of Vatican II and the triumph of modernism there. The hermeneutic of continuity has blinded them to this, a hermeneutic of continuity that Francis himself said was no longer in effect, that it was an error that was trying to undermine the reforms of Vatican II. He said that. That should tell you and Cardinal Mueller something, by the way. But with all that having been said, let's continue with Cardinal Mueller here. This quote is long, but trust me, it's worth it because he's accusing the German bishops of setting everything up to put the church at the service of Antichrist. Quote, The German bishop's goal, according to Mueller, is, quote, to free the backward and uneducated Catholics and their bishops from the other countries, including the Pope, from the burden of divine revelation and the commandments. And here Cardinal Mueller made a reference to the Antichrist. There, the German bishop's goal is 
the transformation of the Church of the Triune God into a worldly welfare organization, an NGO. Then we would finally have arrived at the, quote, religion of universal brotherhood, i.e. a religion without the God of revelation in Christ, without, without a truth that reaches beyond finite reason, without dogmas and sacraments as means of grace necessary for salvation. Just as the great religious philosopher Solovey described it in his writing, Short Narrative of the Antichrist, published in 1899. The world ruler of the universal philanthropy without God is contradicted here in that work by Pope Peter II by hurling the confession against the Antichrist, who has spread himself on the throne of God. Our only Lord is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. The German cardinal reminded Catholics of their duty in light of this extreme church crisis to defy the commands of the Antichrist and his minions and to stay loyal to Jesus Christ and witness to him. Here we quote Mueller's important words at length, quoting the Cardinal directly now. Seeing the megalomania of our politicians and ideologues, one cannot expect much good for the future of humanity. We can only expect a true future for every human being in life and death from God alone, who, gave, who out of love gave his son for the salvation of the world. See John chapter 3, verse 16. In a world where people presume to be God, to recreate themselves and to redeem themselves, for us Christians there remains only the testimony of the word, and, if necessary, of blood, that only the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior, because he has overcome the world, its arrogance, and its sin, and death as the wages of sin, end quote. And it's statements like that which show why I give Cardinal Mueller the benefit of the doubt, and hope that he realizes any theological errors he, he has made in the past and repudiates them. It's simple, though. That sounded like a much more diplomatic version of things Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano says. But it gets to this misconception of papal power. The German bishops know that Francis is on their side. He's congratulated them publicly many times for their strides they are making in their synod of synods. Only, quote-unquote, correcting them by telling them to slow down, put on the brakes, and wait for the whole church to go with them. He's not telling them they're in error. He's saying, don't do this without me, and don't try to take over the church. How far Francis goes with this is beyond anyone's guess. His modus operandi is to promote a more moderate version of what has been asked by radical elements in the church in the past. But to do it vaguely enough that, if they're clever, those elements can institute the wicked ideas that they really wanted. For example, the recent Flemish bishops with the Morris Letizia and James Martin unions this past week, all including their weird mass setting that they wrote. Now, do you see the link between the absolute power model of the papacy that we've been talking about, which a Francis flunky theologian in Rome reiterated in a blunt fashion this week, and the destruction of the faith in Germany and the suppression of otherwise decent bishops? Let me know what you've thought of all of this in the comments. Please like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Is that sharing these messages on social media, that helps a lot as well. Again, thank you to the patrons for their support of this channel. It is greatly appreciated. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.